This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. We are into summer. The NBA draft is over. The NHL draft is next. Baseball is hitting its mid-season post. And it's time to talk about all of it. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Happy to be with you as always. Mikey, it's good to be back. Thank you, Shay, for filling in for me last week. But uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. we got a loaded weekend for everybody. Oh, you got that right, Carmen. Last week, a little bit off the axis. Got punched up against the ropes. Didn't uh, do well. <laughs> one and three. Shea goes one and one. We end up two and four. It's baseball season, folks. Uh, didn't get uh, a couple golf bets that went my way either. Although I will say this. Maybe in my next life I'll come back as just a guy that handicaps golf there because the last four or five weeks, to be honest, uh, it's been golf that saved me. Major League Baseball hasn't. The NBA's been okay or was okay. But golf, I mean, I had Wyndham Clark at plus 350 on Sunday, mm. and I bet him every three holes, and then nice. I got worried. Uh, but it saved me big time. And, uh, you know, matchup golf has been fun, Karen. But, you know, it's good. And, you know, we're in the stretch run for baseball now. And uh, we got more of the golf with the Travelers going on now. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just a, a cornucopia, if you will, of stuff. And the Cubs are in London. The Cubs are over in London. No game today to this weekend. A huge total in that game because I think they're – Going back and looking at what happened in 2019 when the Yankees and Red Sox played there, they scored like a billion runs in those two games. 14 and a half is the total, Mike. Yeah. 14 and a half for the Well, I went game. to London for with the other station for 10 days, and there were nobody went there. We just booked the trip, British Airways, and we were, did it from uh, Piccadilly Circus. It mm. was a good time. The food at that time was average. The TV was horrible. I'm sure it's improved. It's over better there. now, yeah. Yeah, 20, 25 years. It was horrible, unless you like soccer. Uh, but here's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about them. Uh, it's the type of thing with while you're on a roll, you don't want to take a flight across the Atlantic or across the, the ocean. Okay? I, I'm going to see how they are when they get back. It takes about, if I remember correctly, two to three days to get your feet back on the ground once you come back from a trip like that. So we'll see what happens. I know they got a little bit tougher schedule, but the Cubs have been playing good baseball. Uh, the worst, you take that long a flight, you don't want to go 0-2. You want to at least go 1-1 or 2-0. They have been playing well, and you bring yeah. up a good point about, like, what does it do to momentum, if anything, at all? Oh, it stops it a little bit, in my opinion. Because it is a lot of travel. You're, sure. you're kind of getting out of your rhythm a little bit. I think the good news maybe for the Cubs is they're throwing arguably their two best pitchers. Justin Steele's back. Marcus Stroman has been uh, absolutely fantastic. Yep. And so maybe that helps. You know, you beat up on a Cardinal team perhaps that hasn't played particularly well. Nope. Uh, got a little bit better here in this last week, but the Cubs have ripped off 10 of 12. And uh, it's a weird division. It's not quite as bad, if you ask me, as what's happening in the AL Central, but it's still a very wide open division. And even though there are a couple of games below 500, you got to feel like you're in it when you're chasing the likes of the Reds and the Brewers right now. Yeah, the Reds still got, what, 10-11 game winning streak 11-game winning streak for the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, I mean, you know, they're coming around. They brought up that rookie, the shortstop, the yes. kid that's on fire. He's he's tough. And, and you know, they've been on uh, all cylinders. And right now you'd have to consider them, especially with St. Louis struggling. The Cubs haven't really convinced people. I know they've had this low run, but they're capable of going on a run the other way. I mean, Cincinnati looks good right now. So, I mean, the Central Division's there for the taking, or the North Division, whatever the hell they call the it. Central, Both you're right. Central, the, Central, the White Sox, and 
the Cubs. Uh, as bad as things have been, there's a light very dim at the end of the tunnel. You know, the NL Central standings look like this. Reds, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals. Uh, but Pirates have gone south since oh, they started 14-6. Yeah, I mean, they've lost 10 straight now. Yeah. Uh, but the favorite in the division, not the Reds even though they're on top, right. is the Brewers at about even money or maybe one oh, uh, minus 105. But you're looking at mostly uh, even money for the Brewers to win. The Reds are the—I would have thought uh, the Cubs would have been the second choice, but it's close. Reds are the second choice at plus 380. Cubs are 4-1. to one. The Pirates have sunk their, you know, the longest odds. I heard somebody to today say Strowman. Are, they, are the Cubs going to be sellers? They can't sell. I don't see how you can. If, you if can't this, get rid of Strowman. No. If a month from and now, and he says he wants to stay, yeah, exactly. But hopefully they'll be around the bend. I mean, if a month from now you're three games behind the Reds or the Brewers, I don't see how you could sell Strowman. Right? No. I mean, it'd be very kind of like white flagish. You got a shot here. Yeah. I mean, as long as you got a shot. I mean, you know, and it's baseball. I mean, look, I mean, betting baseball is hard enough. It is. I mean, I bet last night. I had Philadelphia. Schwarber mm. drops a fly ball in mm. left field. That's the end of the game. Unbelievable. Right. I, he's only made three errors, but like I always said, how about the balls that go in the alley that faster left fielders would have? Well, sure. You know? Yeah, that, that, that doesn't always tell the full story. That doesn't for, tell yeah. the full story with him. And you know what? He, he dove for a ball that most left fielders run on the, and catch on the fly. So, so you know what? Anything can happen. I think the Cubs got a solid team. Bellinger's health seems to mm-hmm. be the most important thing on this whole team. If he gets hurt, they get hurt. That's just the way it looks like right now, that he's the leader of this ball club. But Stroman making a strong, strong voice for Cy Young. Oh, period. I, I, I was going to talk to you about that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll do it now or even later. But I, I love when you talk to me about I, things. I, I, and Yurko and I talked about it during the week a little bit. I mean, Stroman is like... You know, first of all, he leads the NL in wins. Don't really matter. He's better than pitchers, I thought. But, yeah, I mean, he leads in wins. He leads in ERA. He leads in ERA plus. Um, yeah, I think he's got the lowest WHIP in the National League right now. He's like fourth or fifth choice for Cy Young. Good I think team player. He's been very good. Yeah, I um, mean, I'm, I mean I'm, the, I'm sort of shocked by it to be honest with you. you. I didn't think he'd be all this good. It's good that they pick somebody up that's that's getting the job done. Do you take a shot on him at ten to one for Cy Young right now? Why not? Pitching for that contract, I think part of the problem might be I don't know that the Cubs are going to be in a position at the end of the year like the Dodgers will be in, or like the Braves are going to be in, or like the Diamondbacks are going to be in. And I think being on good teams sometimes matters. Zach Gallon's your favorite. Uh, Arizona's been fantastic. Do the Cubs get any of that DraftKings money? Do they get the any Cubs of get to keep all well well But then I don't want to hear they don't have money to keep strong. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I saw that thing, that sports book. They I don't instead sh- of flying to Vegas, I'll take a I'll just take a cab dog to the sports book at, at Wrigley. They don't share that money either. That's Ricketts' That's money. Unreal. Now it's not part of like What a job. What an ownership. I know, right? Are you kidding me? Jesse was explaining it to us earlier this week. Oh really? You can't because of MLB rules. You know, there you can't go back and forth between the book and the stadium. Really? The, yeah. The book is its own separate entity. It's got nothing to do with Major League Baseball. But it does have something to do but with Ricketts Rick to keep that money? Ricketts owns it. Oh, my God. Now, how much will he put? He could buy a new suit. I mean, it's he a good... He buy a snazzy it, pair of slacks. It's a good question. Like, how much does that oh, But profit? I don't want to hear about they don't have money. Right. Well, I don't. I've, I, I went crazy. down there. I said, "What? Where am I at?" I didn't remember we had the party down there. I go, "Yes." I've never been down here it's crazy. It, it, since they fixed it. I thought we were another town. Oh, the whole thing looks right. Now. I mean, it, it's come on. They're rolling different. in money. Hey, speaking of NL Cy Young, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, Kershaw's the second choice. Yeah, he's pitching well. I mean, Mike, it's like 
I, I can't, I, this is something that we need to do a little research on. Like, I can't ever remember, like, and I don't know that he'll ultimately win it. Look, he might hit the DL at some point. He, who, who knows? But if Kershaw were to win it, like, his last Cy Young win came in 2014. It was mm-hmm. nine seasons ago. Right. Can you ever remember potentially, like, such a big gap? I mean, Clemens spaced some no, out. In but fact, he, they talk about that with golf with Rory in 2014. Right, right, exactly. You know, like, like the, how the, long the, ago it was already. The, the gap would be incredible. I can't remember... Another pitcher. My knees uh, didn't hurt in 2014, right? You know did. what I'm saying? That's a long time ago. It's a long you know? time ago. And to I be mean, pitching at this level still, uh, it's kind of remarkable. Well, I mean, he's, he's a freak. He's, he's great. He's 5-1. to one. He's the second choice to win the second I always award. had him as uh, Peyton Kershaw when he wasn't winning postseason. I called him Peyton Kershaw, just like Peyton Manning That's wasn't funny. winning. That's funny. And he... And all of a sudden, he perked up a little bit. But they they should have I, – I will still contend he should have – he still should have done better in the postseason than he has. Can you believe they're in third place right now, too? What a division that's shaping up to be. Arizona's yeah, you know in first, what? the mean, Giants are in second. That should be a lineup. I mean, that's a lineup like Casey Stengel used to have with the Yankees. He'd make out the lineup and go to sleep. All right, yeah. Now I can fall in asleep dugout. in the dugout, yeah. Right. Uh, Red Sox, White Sox tonight. The White Sox continue to frustrate. Uh, Giolito's going to go to the bump. He's been pretty good lately. That home plate call was it the was worst. Worst. It was and, the you worst. You know, I it, love the White Sox fans. If it happened to them, everybody would have been up in arms. It was the worst. And I'm it a White Sox fan. It was the worst call of all time. It's a dumb call. But, it's a bad interpretation. And that's what's of the wrong rule. with replay. Come on, those umps—they made fools of themselves. It's a bad interpretation of the yep, rule. Period. End of story. And it, if not for a favorable call, they get swept by the Rangers. Right. They continue to be frustrating. Uh, Giolito's been good. He's only allowed uh, three earned runs in his three June starts so far. Mancada's a bust. Period. He's back on the DL now. He's a bust. I, back on the IL. Why is everybody afraid to say it? Eloy, bust. They're bust, these guys. Well, they can't stay, and they get to, when When do they come back I, from these injuries? They get a toe injury, and, and, and you think the guy has terminal. You know what I mean? The Eloy thing's frustrating because he can't stay healthy. When he's well, on the feet, when, when, well, when. Well, either can Mancata, uh, Carm. Yeah, I know. They, neither but one of them can. But he's still not that good, Carm. But, but Eloy is, when Eloy's in the lineup, I mean, you see how impactful his back is. When I is. was at school, I was pretty bright. Yeah, that's true. But I didn't go that much. Yeah. See, you got to, you got like Ozzy used to say, I can't worry about the guys that aren't here. The guys that aren't here are, are the, are, are the new, we're supposed to be the nucleus of this massive yeah. dynasty. Not and happening. it hasn't happened. Not happening. Nope. And you can't do it when you're not on the field. You're right. No. All right, coming up, Luke Pergandy will join us from Prop Swap. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller later on. We want to recap the NBA draft and what happened last night and how the odds changed uh, in a, a dramatic fashion in the middle of the afternoon, all based on a Sham Sharania tweet on. on who was going to go number two overall. It was kind of interesting. We'll talk about all that. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. Catch up anytime on demand on the outstanding ESPN Chicago. Make sure you have that. Speaking of great apps, free apps, make sure you have the PropSwap app. And one of the founding members joins us each and every week, a Chicago guy through and through. He is Luke Pergandy. Oh, hey, Carm. Hey, Mike. What's up, buddy? What's up, great uh, great stuff last week with the U.S. Open. I, first of all, we talked about this. I mean, I love the uh, – we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I love the primetime stuff. It is so great on Saturday and Sunday when they play – 
the U.S. Open out on the West Coast, and you get to watch it in prime time. But uh, prop swappers that were mindful enough to grab a Wyndham Clark uh, had to <laughs> be rejoicing. I mean, it's just uh, you love it when a long shot hits. It was an incredible story last week, Luke. Yeah, I mean, look, the last three weeks we had the 101 Miami Heat get painstakingly close, the 101 Florida Panthers get painstakingly close, and then the 101 Wyndham Clark win it. So, um, you know, we were super happy to see a, a guy with that long of odds do it. And, you know, Mike and I talked about last week, I think, Carmen, you were off. Yeah. But like, what do you do with the Fowler ticket? Oh. Fowler oh, was 75-1 to 1 to open, right? And he got down, if you would have sold it on Sunday morning, which many people did, he got down to plus 180, did Ricky Fowler. So, you know, you could have made 35 times your money by buying a Fowler ticket and then selling it on Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I bought I, uh, a matchup against Fowler and won because he hadn't looked good. He had as many bogeys as he had birdies, and I just figured Sunday he was going to run into the problem. But the Wyndham Clark thing, he was plus 350 to start Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason I took him, Luke, is because the Golf Channel, and I know George Safrikis doesn't include himself as, as this bias. I tweeted it today, and he goes, why am I on this list? Like he doesn't promote Rory McIlroy, or they don't promote the big boys, the guns. It was Fowler McIlroy. Wyndham Clark was basically ignored mm. on the last day. Did you get a lot of Wyndham uh, Clark action, or was it more Rory and Fowler? Yeah, die? <laughs> absolutely. We sold. You know, we probably paid out forty thousand on Wyndham Clark futures on Sunday night. So absolutely, people were buying him. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with you, though. I think, um, you know, I texted some of my golf, like, savant buddies who mm-hmm. study this stuff more than I do. That's, like, all they do is watch, like, every single tournament. And they were well aware who Wyndham Clark was. So, you know, this guy was, in my opinion, probably mispriced at 101. And I totally agree with you, the media coverage of him on Sunday, especially with his story. Like, his mom dies of breast cancer, right. and he's doing it on Father's Day. Like, you know, doesn't have a swing coach. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's a ton of an American guy. Like, there's a ton of of facets of a really good story, and I totally agree that it was not covered enough on Sunday and NBC. There's kind of like this uh, obsession right now with Rory. All oh, absolutely. Things, because of everything that's happened, right? I mean, this the battle between PGA and Liv, the merger, uh, Rory's been close. You know, Mike said it last segment, it's been so long since he's won, but his game looks like it's close. I mean, is he going to be the favorite at the British? I haven't even looked. Will he be the favorite? Or You would think. Yeah, maybe. Um, Rory, you know, Scheffler, Rom. I mean, I mean Scott, kind of the usual I crew. Scotty, yeah, yeah, I would think Scotty. I mean, he he <laughs> he pushed uh, uh, Windham on Sunday. He got yeah. close. He got down to like three to one for a really quick second. Did Scotty Scheffler? <laughs> you just could never count that guy out. He's just playing incredible golf. Yeah, absolutely. All right, NBA stuff, real quick. Uh, draft is over. Big trade in the East as Porzingis goes to Boston. Look, they were already second or third choice. I mean, it's not going to mm-hmm. do. A lot to the odds, right, Luke? I mean, uh, Denver's going to be your favorite at about four to one. Celtics, I'm looking at five and a half to one in points bet right now. So, you know, it's a good move for them, I think, but it's probably not going to do a whole lot to to affect the odds. Ultimately, we're probably looking at the same collection of teams for next year, right? Denver, Celtics, Bucks, mm-hmm. Suns, that group to be sort of the top four or five choices for the NBA title next year. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. I mean, if you want to sell your Celtics future on props, I mean, you're making you're making thirty percent. You know, they probably went from like seven to one to five to one. Mm-hmm. So you know, in a week, you can you can make thirty percent on your money. And obviously, the NBA doesn't start for another six months. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess four months. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can make money on those futures. So I don't want to say, hey, if you have Celtics future, don't sell it on props up already. You can. 
um, you know, if you had if you bet on that window from the two weeks when you know Denver won to to now uh, with Chris Paul, you know, uh, going to um, yeah the Warriors, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Paul the Warriors, the Warriors odd shift, and then Celtics odd shift with the addition of Chris Porzingis. So yeah, I mean, you can make money on both of those too for sure. Luke, have a great weekend, buddy. We appreciate it as always. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Oh, <laughs> That's our guy, Luke Pergandy, on the Car X tire. Bradley Beal. I'm so tired of hearing about these guys. You know what? He's overpaid. He's overhyped. They're not going to win anything unless the Joker gets hurt. It's right. Denver again. And I'll put my money on a guy at minus, what are they, minus 250 right now? I didn't see anything that happened over the weekend, including uh, Grandpa Chris Paul. Of course, <laughs> I'm 30 years older, and I'm calling him Grandpa. But... Uh, seriously, he is going to help them. I'm happy he's in a winning situation, uh, but I don't see anything that swayed me over. And this this draft pick, I mean, come on. I mean, seven five, I get it, but the guy weighs. Uh, I mean, he could play hide and seek behind a straw. He weighs two twenty. He's. You know what? I'm. I'm. I. I think it's easier to predict. He'll. I mean, people were actually naming LeBron and and, and comparing them to Jabbar. Lou Alcindor's the greatest basketball player from beginning to end that ever lived. Mm. From the fifth grade on, right. he won three state championships. He won grammar school championships. He won in, at UCLA. His freshman team beat the UCLA senior team. And then he goes to the pros and wins in Milwaukee, for God's sake. I know. I mean, my God. And then there, Ralph Sampson was 7'4", four-time college player of the year, as big as this kid. He was a good player. We'll take 24-13 from this guy like Ralph did. And and people got on Ralph with those kinds of stats his first five years with Houston. Hmm. I, I don't see it. I, I, I think he's too slight. you got to have a base. Yeah, you do. I mean, you do. He has I mean, the no game, base. The, the game's different now. It's probably like uh, it would have been a lot harder to be this weight at that position 20, 30 I years ago. I think the field is the thing to take against oh, I, the I, rookie of the year. I Come would on. bet that in a heartbeat. I don't My know. God, I, the joker against him if he's got to go inside? There's a and what Mike's alluding to is I guess there's a I heard this this morning on Vison I I don't I didn't I'm gonna look for this bet I will bet it in a heartbeat that you some books are floating at plus money you could take the field you for rookie him. of the year you of course I knew a kid that at played, plus money yeah I knew a kid that used to play in France and he and he's he was a good ball player couldn't make it to the NBA and he played pickup ball with us back in the nineties right good player and he was better than anybody that we had but. You know, he was a hot shot. I go, you know what? I'll go get Bill Wennington right now, and he'll whip your He goes, I know it. Yeah. So so, so back then, though, it was different. Now, European basketball, we know now the Americans oh, are yeah. not as good in basketball as oh, the, across. And, and I think Wemby will be good. I think he'll be. I think he'll be good. I, I, I think there's a chance. But he's, he's got to be healthy. Well, he's got to be healthy. We thought and, Sam Bowie was going to be good. I mean, I, I, I would bet it's just crazy to think that you could get an entire field of players at plus money. I mean, you'd be nuts not hey, to 220 bet. 220 pounds. He's going to have bet. that boy. He, he better get out of the way. I mean, he could be a franchise God. player in five I years love, from hey, now. I want the kid to succeed, sure. but I heard, I heard the same thing you did. Yeah, it's field. crazy. I mean, you bet the field in a heartbeat. I don't Come know on. if the weight's an issue, if it's the, the, guy the game is an issue. I don't know if any of that's an issue. Wemby's probably great, but you got to remember, Chet Holmgren was on the floor for 50 seconds. And blew up his foot. That's right. You could. You have to take the field at plus money. We've seen the. We've you seen the to. Bradleys of the world, the freaks, the big tall guys. They're good ball players. Sean Bradley was one. All these tall guys. 
It, it, then you have foot problems and leg problems. I mean, Durant's slight, and he has leg problems. Look at Bill Walton. Look sure. at Sam Bowie. And then I look at this guy. You always worry about big guys in their feet, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and, his, and his legs? Yeah. Come on. I want to talk a little bit more about last night's NBA draft with you guys when we come back next. Okay. Plus, uh, looking ahead now at some baseball futures. We're about uh, halfway home already in the 2023 MLB season, so we'll discuss all that. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's Carmen and Mike. We're with you each and every week. We are the Odds Couple presented by Props. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Catch up on demand all weekend long on the ESPN Chicago app. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's what at What time are we on tomorrow, Carl? That's a good question. Shade, do you know? At 10 a.m. 10 a.m., baby. I love that slot. Encore replay, Get your, 10 a.m. With the money you'll win, you can go shop. That's exactly right. That's We're going to give you some baseball. For that's it. Um, follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. It was pretty wild, uh, and it's becoming a new trend because gambling is wide open and out there now, and everybody's doing Not everybody, but look, it's more popular than ever. Uh, and when you're betting on these these markets, like, you know, who's going to be the number one pick? Who's going to be the number two pick? We've done it the last couple years in the NFL, the NBA. It was wild again yesterday because – it seemed for uh, the last couple of weeks that Brandon Miller was going to be the second pick. Uh, he was, if you Until were... he said Paul George was the greatest <laughs> over LeBron. That's a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Miller ends up going second. Yep. It has been predicted for a while. Guys like Woj were saying it. Guys like Jonathan Gavoni, who's a, a, a draft guru for ESPN. He's a good kid. He's a good kid, that Gavoni. Yeah, Gavoni. And then yesterday, Sham Sharania, who's got a tremendous influence on social media and in NBA circles, tweeted something to the, and I don't have this verbatim, but something to the effect of, there's a growing movement, you know, within the Hornets organization that Scoot Henderson is back in play at two and... The organization will be meeting one final time to decide, and of course, that alters. Isn't the odds. that why you can't bet these? We talked about this with the MVP yes, people. Mike. And but you know what? I got a kick out. People that never heard of Jokic that cover the sport are now predicting stardom for this guy. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And then they got the scoot. You're right. You cannot. There's people in the media that steer things now. You got to be this careful. This type of thing. You got. You can't bet on it anymore. And you got to wonder sometimes. Where these things like who's feeding that to Shams exactly? There you go. Um, you know, somebody might have bet it. Who wants to affect and change the odds? And they change dramatically. But you know, again, Gavoni had said it, and he said it after the he said it last night, or he wrote it last night. He goes, "This was the this was not a secret within the the the, the tight realm of the NBA and the people who really know what was happening in Charlotte for a month. They've been settled on Brandon Miller. That right. was going to be the second pick." And yep. he was. And so you got to be, I think you're right, Mike. It tells you that you got to be careful. Hey, they're telling in the NFL, they're saying, don't let somebody else bet for you. I could be the first guy to tell you mm. that if I was really into betting, there's a million ways you could have somebody bet for you. You don't want to risk your paycheck for that. Right. But, but it's just, there's too many holes, Carm. There's too many things. And we saw with the Joker, a contrived attempt, not an attempt, a contrived deal that ended up costing him the MVP. Mm-hmm. And and who knows if some of those people had tickets? He's it's your favorite next year. Uh, the Joker's going to be. He should be. For he absolutely should be. Luca's your second choice. I think it was. 
I think I said Jokic. Luca's the second choice. Luca's the second put choice. The, put yeah, and, and put Giannis, the fork down. Giannis was third. <laughs> He's got to come in shape. He's got to be ready to play. Put the fork down. Yeah, it was it was a little bit better last year because he played in whatever European Championship there was last year. So he he did play some basketball in the summer. I don't a see bit him better. as the second best player. I don't know why. I I thought he would be. I, yeah, I don't but know. But then you start seeing some guys are falling down. If some guys are getting longer to tooth, like Durant, right, and and LeBron, LeBron right. So maybe you know, maybe he is. But I, he's got to show me. I'll tell you. I thought the Irving thing was going to work, and it didn't. You know, with him. An yeah. interesting one to look at for me for next year, if you just want something longer odds wise, would be Devin Booker. And I don't even know where Booker is. But and I mean, at this point, Joker, Giannis, Embiid. <laughs> It's gonna if be hard for said, it's gonna be hard for like anybody other than those something. three guys to win. If it, Denver you know? said we'll trade you to Joker for Devin Booker, I would. Do Phoenix it. has got the car out yeah. front. I already. do love Devin Booker though. Of course you do, yeah. but who, but, but no, who of do you course. Like I mean, I want Joker right now. I want Joker. I want Joker or Giannis over anybody. Yeah, I, I think that, that's a, who I want. Tatum's probably the only non-big Maybe you could Tatum. really buy in. That's on. probably a good idea. That's probably a good call. Like a guy like Booker or Tatum would be the only non-center right now. It's funny. This like it's shifting back. That I would that I would bank on, and yeah, I don't I don't think I want I don't think other than and I love Embiid too, but I don't think I want any player in the NBA other than Joker or no. Giannis right I now. heard like honestly, I know it hasn't been the greatest, but I heard Keyshawn say this that uh, if he'd take Joker if that's the type of player he needed. Are you out of your mind? You would take Joker if you had ten centers, okay, and you'd figure it out. I mean, He's that's so good. That, the, the disrespect for this guy. Is unbelievable and off the charts for all the centers that I've seen in my lifetime. It's and there's a ton of it's them. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Hey, back to a little baseball. Uh, I love here, back to baseball. Mike mentioned his name earlier when we talked about the Red Hot Reds, who have won uh, 11 in a row. How about that? It's good to have Cincinnati. They're gonna, they have sellouts coming up the next couple of days. When they got the Braves in town. I wow. Mean, yeah, how about yeah, that? Yeah, but back in the day, they still wouldn't sell them out because Cincinnati was so bad. Well, they're exciting now. They've got Didn't a good... you think they were going south when they got rid of Winkler and all those other guys? They look so good. And now, all of a sudden, what's his name's back at first base? Votto. Uh, Votto's back. Good uh, guy. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> yeah. They've got some good young players. Look, when you're when you're bad for five years and you're yes. drafting high and, uh, you know, you start hitting Well, that's what I heard. And... I, I live in a town that that doesn't happen often, but that's what right, I heard. I know. It's, it's, I know. It should have. It I should mean, I help. didn't mean for you to walk into that trap. Oh, my God. Uh, but Mike brought up Ali De La Cruz. Uh, I love him. Do we... Is it Antelope. Ti- is it time? He is. That's exactly what You got to put down rookie of the year. Well, he's 7-1. to one. I mean, Corbin Carroll is the runaway favorite right Corbin now. Corbin Carroll sounds like an actor in theater in the it, round. It sounds like somebody on Broadway. That's right. Corbin Carroll. Meantime... Rent. He might end up winning Rookie of the Year and MVP in the National you, League. He's you got been incredible. I, I'll put down to seven to one. I watched the kid three days in a row. Uh, I go, like, wait a minute. He just hit a grounder to, to short and almost beat it out, and it was a hard hit ball, a two hopper. I'm so intrigued that I have just two, like fifty like bucks at seven to one. On, Why not? On, you want to split it? Dela Cruz right now. I mean, oh my god. We'll get Shea involved too. Yeah, we, we Shea, should. you like Dela Cruz? I, for maybe, I mean, he's got so much work to he's do. Like so Corbin Carroll's unbelievable. Hey, hey, Corbin Carroll might win the MVP. He leads baseball yeah, in true. war for yes. position players. Yes. Like it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, everybody's talking about the uh, the Dela Cruz, but everybody's talking about Dela yeah. Cruz more. You're right. Yeah, it, it doesn't do these guys any favor when they're playing out in Arizona. You know, no. 
Right now, they've got the front runner for the Cy Young Award, and they got the guy that's second choice for the MVP. I love their manager. I love the whole the way the organization is. Yeah. They're, they're undervalued. Arizona has been undervalued for a long time. Yeah, it's just uh, what a story uh, Arizona's big. And they've already won a World Series with Manchilling and Johnson on the same team. Can you imagine? Wow. McClanahan exits his start last night in Tampa. They ended up uh, blowing that game. How about that? And I think well, he uh, didn't want to leave either. I don't know if you saw the highlight of him. Like, he did not want to leave that well, game. Well, he's a competitor. And I you know. know what? Oakland, I think, was plus 300 or something. Or something uh, like Kansas that. City. They were playing KC. Oh, Kansas City. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, they were plus 300. Oh, yeah. They, Mike, they had to have been. They were facing McClanahan. You know what's wrong? I'm glad I still got a guy. You know why? I don't understand how people are betting, like, minus 190, plus 140. I, you know, when I you have a – how a, is that? A good question. You got to have it plus 180. I, I go on the 10-cent line with my guy. Right. 190, yeah. 180. Good, the good old days. Well, yeah. Be. What is this? You, you, you take a chance and take an underdog and – and, and and the favorites minus two twenty, and the underdog is plus one fifty. You're getting screwed, royal folks. How about it? Yep. Uh, McClanahan uh, leaving that start. We'll see if Price he's the Irishman. If he right, if he's got to miss any time, but he's been incredible. Framber Valdez, your second choice for uh, AL Cy Young right now, and maybe it opens it up for a guy like Gosman, a guy like Valdez, maybe a guy like Garrett Cole. We'll see if it's anything serious. I, I don't know that it is. How about El Contrera? He's really gone oh, south, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, wow. That team still, that's another team. That's that, a like, good team. How about if he's having a year? They're 10 games above 500, right? And he's 2-7 and seven or 3-6 and six or something. Isn't that wild? Right? Come on. That's wild. All right, he was, he's not performing. Coming up, we are going to get some ponies from our guy Jim Miller, and we got to give you best plays before we get oh, out of here. We're uh, setting you into your weekend. Uh, you can get us on demand on the app, and as Shay told you, the Encore replay this week will be Saturday morning at 10. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by... This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Francois. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, and it's uh, time to get back out to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline and say hi to one of our favorites. He joins us every week. He gives us great picks for the ponies, one of the best handicappers in the country from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! Boys, I'll tell you, it's been an exciting summer of racing at Hawthorne. We have a great contest this weekend. 56 of the top handicappers in the country are going to play at our Crestwood OTB location on Sunday. Wow. They're going to deal with a $2,500 bankroll. We're going to televise it on our YouTube channel, but these are guys that have won the National Handicapping Championships, the Pegasus Handicapping Championships, Breeders' Cup Betting Challenge. So it's going to be very cool to have them all in the same room. It should be a really fun contest Sunday. That is pretty cool. And, I mean, like, so what do, what, what do people do when they're watching something like that, Jimmy? I mean, are you, are you just making all the picks that they make, like the picks you give us? I mean, what, uh, what can people expect if they're out at the Crestwood location watching this or watching it on the YouTube channel? Yeah, the cool thing about this is it's not only talking betting strategy, but then talking kind of how they play a contest throughout the course of the day. Because what we're doing for the contest is we have five mandatory races that everyone has to play, Mm. but then there's another three optional races. And that's where a lot of guys kind of try to make their moves and do it without others really even knowing what's going on. And then after you see a little bit of movement on the leaderboard, 
Then you come back and ask, okay, what was the thought process you're going through for those wagers? So for anybody that's interested in these contests, this is something where we kind of dive in depth. The players know going in that they're going to talk strategy on air, sometimes before their wagers are placed, sometimes after the fact. But for those that want to become better contest players, this is really the place to go on Sunday. You know, I was watching Seabiscuit the other night, and I, uh, me and my wife were talking about this, and I said, I'll ask Jimmy. They didn't want to use the guy. Didn't want to use the uh, the starting gate. Okay, and I saw you tweeted out this week uh, the horses coming out of the starting gate, which was pretty yep. cool, Jimmy, to see. And then you know the owner of Sea Biscuit said, "Okay, you know." But I'm saying to myself, I don't know if I would have said okay right away if they would have come out of the gate. What's your opinion? Does Sea Biscuit still win? Why did the owner want to go with the bell and the and no starting gate? In your opinion, the bell is the reaction, and the bell is still the thing that is carried to today. And that's the thing with the starting gate, there's I a noise so. that comes with the opening of the gate. So it's amazing. That's kind of what the training process is. So be it a sound, be it the movement, something along those lines. And there's some horses that are still really bad in the gate. And a lot of times they're brought there first to get them in and then get them settled. But there is an advantage to really being kind of that last horse to load in and first horse to get out of the gate because you don't have to stand in there that long. But, yeah, a lot of horses are really taught to just understand the sound and react to the sound more than even the opening of the gate. I love how that's they trained them. Uh, I love that scene, those scenes in that movie, how they trained them. Yeah, they still had to they train them anyway, the, even though he was used to the bell because yeah. there was no gate there. Yeah. That was weird. Right, and the, one, and the other thing that's interesting, guys, now to start a racehorse in a race in Illinois, you have to be approved from the starting gate, and it's mm-hmm. because you don't want a guy that's loading a horse in the gate to deal with injury possibilities or a jockey. So the horse has to be approved from the starting gate. So it's a requirement to go there, but it's not necessarily a requirement, meaning that you have to break super sharp from the gate. So that's kind of the way that they use it for the training techniques. All right, summer's here, thoroughbred season all summer long in Hawthorne. You got the Derby, the Hawthorne Derby this weekend. How about the uh, warming temperatures, though? I mean, we talk about it a lot in the spring. While we might not like it, uh, the horses like it, it's better for them. How much more difficult does it get when they're racing uh, as the, the summer months are now upon us, and it's definitely yep. a little bit hotter and more humid, Jimmy. Yeah, there's changes that we definitely make. We have the benefit of having an indoor paddock, and that's something that does help for keeping the horses out of the heat a little bit longer, and we typically will shorten up the time that they're on the racetrack. But there's little things that people don't necessarily notice. As the horses walk over, there's a line of hoses that they have to access before they go in the paddock to hose those horses off, to cool them off, and then we keep a bucket of ice water, and it's a, when I say a bucket, it's a large bucket of ice water that follows the field the whole way around. So when horses are loading in the gate or when they get back after a race to help keep them cool as well. So there's always those precautions in place, but the main thing is you kind of limit their exposure for the amount of time they're on the racetrack because you want them to perform at their best, but more than anything, you want them to be safe, not only coming over to the race, but when they're done with the race as well. All right, so where are we wagering this weekend? So surprisingly, we're going to Thistle Down in Ohio, and I'll tell you why when we get to the third of these races, but there's three stake races at Thistle Down on Saturday, so we're going to bet all of these horses across the board. So start out in race number 10, bet the six-horse relish the ride across the board, a horse who had a solid win in its last out. Race 11, we're going to bet the eight, Interstate Daydream across the board, an Ontario bread that's actually coming into Ohio. And then here's the reason why. Race number 12, the $500,000 Ohio Derby, 
the return of two fills. Mm. He's the four horse in here. Ooh. He was the runner up in the Kentucky Derby, the Love horse it. that was at Hawthorne and training there. Yeah. So we're going to bet the four, two fills across the board and his return from the uh, runner up effort in the Derby in the Ohio Derby race 12 at Thistle. That's great. So Thistle down three races for Saturday, everybody race 10, six horse across the board, race 11, the eight horse across the board. And then in race 12 in the Derby, uh, two fills. We're betting him. I bet him in the Derby. I'm betting him this week for sure. He is the four horse. Bet him across the board. Jimmy, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, the one and only Jim Miller. Uh, I love uh, Seabiscuit, by the way. I can oh, sit down and watch that movie, movie anytime, Mike. It's great. Yeah, and I mean, I just didn't understand the strategy there. I understand that starting gates at that time were relatively new, mm. but uh, I always was curious about that because uh, if they would have gone out of the starting gate, how would that race have gone? And and it was the owner of the stronger and bigger horse, right. War Admiral, that wanted War Admiral the, wanted. the, right. the yeah. deal there. That's and right. War Admiral was big. I mean, a big horse, 18 hands, my friend. That's a huge horse. Oh, that's a big horse. My All right, friend. Mikey, let's do this. Let's uh, let's give okay. out some winners. What uh, what are we thinking for best bets for the weekend? Well, it's, it's right now, I mean, it's a downtime of year as far as things are concerned. I got one. I'll have one at 148. And don't forget, uh, Shade, nobody better. Gets the podcast up at plenty of time for people in case there's an afternoon game or something like a baseball game. But I'm going to go with the Mariners against the Orioles today. Um... The Orioles uh, just came off a loss, uh, but I got Kyle Gibson, uh, eight and four, three point nine four, against uh, Logan Gilbert. And what's really funny about this, Carb, is that it's a picket game. Mm. And I'm saying to myself, boy, I'll tell you, Baltimore at home, it's a picket game. But it came out, take Baltimore at uh, right now, forty-five and twenty-eight over Seattle. At thirty six and thirty seven, also the under eight and a half in under that game. Under eight and a half in Baltimore. Baltimore. Absolutely, and my friend. I love the Orioles, by the way. I mean, how can you? Not? I love everything about them. The uniforms. Right. I, uh, yeah. I. I, I I love the ballpark. I went there back in the 90s when it was first built. Ended up, I, I, me and B ended up meeting Peter Angelos, was the owner, good guy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy for ball. I'm happy for Cincy, too. You know, uh, yeah, when you you start drafting highly and you develop uh, your players properly, this is what you get. Like well, I said, usually. Was, you, I, exactly. This is what's I, I don't want to get into it. Right. This is what's supposed to happen for crying out loud. They've got so many good young players in Baltimore. I love it. Oh, my God. I heard this for four years. That team drives me crazy. Let's see it happen on the field. I mean, really, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we talked. Uh, we talked a lot of Braves Reds. Okay, so this Your is the frustration peak. Oh my god! Epic. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Cincy this weekend, the Reds have won eleven in a row. The, the Queen City baby. The Braves have won eight in a row. I mean, how about it? Braves Reds is like a marquee Unreal. matchup tonight. The Reds Braves are tough. They're oh. so good without and that, Freddie Freeman. And Freddie that I know. And that's why uh, I'm going to actually bet them tonight. They are. Even though they're going into a you know on the road and they're facing a team that's won eleven in a row, they are the favorite. Uh, they are about a minus dollar. Uh, they're about a dollar fifty favorite, minus one fifty. So let's bet the Braves on the money line to end the Reds' winning streak and continue their own winning streak. Um, it just I, I love everything about the Atlanta Braves right now, and Luke Weaver. Uh, as good as the story is in Cincinnati, Luke Weaver's gotten his brains beat in a lot. So uh, we're going to fade the Reds, and we're going to bet the Braves tonight. All right, is that your last one, my friend? Yeah, I think only one. All like right, you well, said, it's go. a tough time of year. Let's go to Shay. Shay, what do you got for us, baby? It is a now. tough time of year. Can I give you a Looney Tune out there baseball future for a division championship? <laughs> for a division championship, yeah. This is a long shot. It probably won't win, but you can get Detroit 28-1. to 1. 
to Why win not? the American League Central. Why not? They're the bizarro White Sox, nine games under <laughs> yep, 500, four and a half back, but everybody's thrilled about it. The man, the GM, Scott Harris, spoke earlier in the week, sounded like he would have an appetite to buy if they're in the race mm. come the deadline. You get Eduardo Rodriguez back from the I.L. You get Tarek Skubal back from the I.L. You get Matt Manning back from the I.L. You get Akil Badu back from not the bad. I.L. Last weekend, they took three or four from the Twinkies. They play the Twins this weekend in a three-game series. Look at you. I think you got to buy point here. 28 now, to it 1? probably won't pay off, but you get 28 to 1 in a horrific division. Horrific. That's what I want A.J. Hitch to do, because I remember the big battle, La Russa or Hitch, La Russa. Quit looking like a deer in headlights in the dugout, okay? Let's go. Oh, he's been great lately. Oh. They are a little bit like the they started 2-9. and nine. People forget how horrible the start of the season terrible. was. Yeah. And Baez couldn't buy anything. They've been kind of solid. Baez has gotten hot out of nowhere. Like he it. started hitting. to 1. Well, Baez can get hot like this. He oh, can go yeah. three weeks or a month where he's unbelievable. I saw him catch a blooper the other night over his shoulder. So easy. He <laughs> so is easy. still. Anybody you, else would have been twisted around. Exactly. Friend, so. As frustrating as he's always really been as an offensive yep. player, he is something to watch. Yes, he is. I mean, he's just a wizard. I, I like that 28 to 1. All right, 28 to 1. Shay's taking Thanks, a shot. Shay. There you go. All right, thank you to Shay Norling for producing the show. This week, as always, we thank uh, Luke Pergandy and we thank Jim Miller. Yep. Uh, don't forget to bet two fills this weekend. Uh, make sure you do that at uh, Thistledown in Ohio in the Ohio Derby. And thank you for listening, everybody. And Mikey, uh, enjoy the beautiful weather. You golfing this weekend? I'm going to be golfing on, on Monday, but I, everybody have a great weekend. And so long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.